Hey there, this is the Business Talk with Luke Guy and Team show. I'm your host, Jaron Jackson. I just wanted to welcome you all out here today because we have a Ballin guest and his name is Brad James. He is a rogue beekeeper and CEO of Bee Pods, challenging the norms of keeping honeybees by leveraging science, data, and grit to ask why over the traditional. This has worked for me. At BeePods, they create complete beekeeping systems that provide hardware, training, outreach, and data tools to schools, businesses, nonprofits, and backyard beekeepers all over the world, teaching and practicing a reflection-based, sustainable philosophy. BeePods' goal is to see a world where pollinators thrive with aggressive innovation, intelligent observation, and unapologetic audacity, Brad and the BeePods team pursue solutions to make this vision a reality in our lifetime. Let's get down to business. I love this, Brad. Glad to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit more about the story of how and why you started BeePods. Well, thanks, Jaren, for having me. Um, BeePods got started actually by uh, three beekeepers about 15 years ago, and it's been a torch that's been passed down to a number of different owners. And, and I happened to acquire BeePods about uh, eight, nine years ago from the last founder. So there are no longer founders with this. But the interesting part is that in the DNA of this company, the, the innovation behind what we do has been impacted by over 25 beekeepers who've been, who've been a part of the business at, at one point or another. Uh, so when you talk about hive-mindedness, it really has been a hive-minded business in terms of how that's been passed down to different owners and different people. And, and each of those owners or each of those founders have moved on to bigger, better things or other things based on what they learned about themselves by being a part of BPOS, which is really cool. Um, it's really been part of the DNA of this business. So, but for me, uh, the reason when this business came across my desk as an opportunity to make an impact and a legacy is I'm an Eagle Scout. Uh, I love being outside. Um, I'm, a, I'm a recovering scientist. Uh, I studied microbiology and biochemistry and ended up not going to med school. And so for me, it really spoke to me. And Everybody who's a part of BPods, it's really about the passion of helping to, to make micro choices and micro impacts every single day to help make the world a little more sustainable um, and, and shift that, that backwards, right? You know, we're, we're dealing with a lot of whole, whole bunch of ecosystem stuff going on and it's a complex problem. And BPods is just one of those companies trying to make an impact. So we work with a lot of different people. So it, it has offered us, uh, really a, a, an advantage to building bridges as we move down this, this road of, of tying all of these different pieces of the world together. I love that, man. That's crazy. So tell us a little bit more about your biggest motivation when things get hard in your company. We know it's not always a straight line up. Yeah. Um, so in B-Pods, uh, a little bit just about the business model, so, so your audience understands, is, is we supply at the root, this company started with an innovative beekeeping system that's like hive equipment, philosophy, um, and really a different way of looking at the world around that installation. So that's really the base of what it is. Um, but as almost everybody who's ever had a pet or has worked with living things knows, sometimes it's difficult and you run into hurdles and challenges. So bees, bees are a living animal. Um, they're somewhere between a goldfish and a cat. And unfortunately, being in Wisconsin or in cold weather climates, you end up running into issues with 
with keeping that those animals alive through through difficult times and seasons for a number of different reasons. So I would say one of the biggest challenges for our team is because there is so much passion in helping to work towards making a world where pollinators thrive is when our colonies of bees don't make it. Um, so from an emotional standpoint, it's very hard. From a business standpoint, I'll put it to you this way. The beekeeping industry as a whole is, is very much running what I would say like in a 30 year old, like in the world 30 years ago. So, and that's good and bad, right? But it does cause challenges when you're trying to bring innovative thinking or innovative ways to how to do beekeeping or where beekeeping fits in. Uh, as, as I think you said, Jaron, in the, in the intros, we work a lot with schools and businesses and a lot of beekeepers look at us like, are you nuts? And then there are other beekeepers who look at you like, oh, I get it. And so building these bridges and building connections is really hard in an industry where there's a way that things have been done for decades, right? Beekeeping is one of those, those hobbies or practices or skill sets that's been passed down generation to generation to generation. And in agriculture, like a lot of things, that's how it works. So when, when somebody comes in who's like, yeah, you know, we've got a different way of doing things, people look at you a little side-eyed. So we do a lot of work in building relationships that way. But, and those are challenges, but it also, the, it also leads to the best part of the business, right? Where we're actively building connections and, and bringing different perspective to groups of people who haven't necessarily thought about it in the way that we approach it, which is really impactful when they start going, oh, you know, we never thought about it that way because then they begin to apply that over and over and over again. So positive pros and cons, right? If you, if you look at every challenge as a, as a learning experience, it, it tends to become one. I love that, I love that. Every challenge is an opportunity, 100%. Yep, yep. Amazing. So let's take things up a level. What is your superpower when it comes to gaining clients? <laughs> uh, superpowers, considering that yesterday actually was National Superhero Day uh, in here in the U.S. I don't know. I don't know if you're aware that that was actually a day. I, I found out about it. I thought it was interesting. Um, uh, my superpower and our superpower as a company is we are really focused on, on hospitality and getting to know our clients and helping them through understanding if what we offer is the right fit for them. I think that that is so important uh, because in, in the world that I live in, I do believe sales is one of the most admirable roles that somebody can have in a company if they're doing it in a way where they're solving problems. And so that's what we really strive to do. I mean, with a lot of our clients, they're coming to us, yeah, because of beekeeping, but then they're learning, they typically have a whole nother set of problems that they're trying to solve with this. Whether it's a, somebody who's trying to build a agricultural business and they need pollination, or you know, we worked with a lot of schools, so it's about education. So with businesses, it tends to be more about, hey, we're sustainably minded, we're trying to get lead credits, or we're trying to, add this into our marketing and our brand because we're, we're a farm to table restaurant or we're building a development and we want this to be a self-sustainability uh, building where we've got 150 units, but everybody here understands that the value system is ecology. All of those things are important. So we, even though we, are, we provide beekeeping stuff and equipment, at the end of the day, 
we're building custom tools to solve other problems for our clients. Beekeeping and the BeePod system is a vehicle to solve those problems more than it, than it is the, the thing that we're doing. Now for hobbyists, obviously for them, it's more about uh, they want to build time with their family or they're trying to find entertainment, right? So it really goes back to, if you're familiar with the three big motivators, health, wealth, and relationships, those are really the three things we're solving for our clients. And so it's not like we're not an e-commerce business that just ships you equipment, gives you access to a learning center and says, good luck. No, we're, we're constantly in conversations with our, our clients every single year to go, hey, how's the beekeeping going? But then how are the results that you're actually looking for? And so that's really what we're getting at. And so our superpower, I think, is leveraging something that is totally left field that people are coming to us for, but then realizing, oh my goodness, look at all the stuff I can do over here with this. And, and it's, it's really where you talk about innovation. Innovation is the, is the intersection of two very um, different things. And that's the intersection of innovation. So I think for, for, for your listeners, um, the other part of this is, is that, that we're not gonna talk about, but I run other businesses. So, so beekeeping really becomes part of like the brand of Brad James and the brand of all of the other people who work inside of Beepod because they, they do have other hobbies. And I think that building those connections and leveraging beekeeping, because you can't, you can't argue with bees, right? Can't argue with pollinators because everybody, it's, it's necessary to everybody's well-being, just like water is. So you can't really argue whether those things are good or bad, right? So you eliminate a whole bunch of like belief objections that come to a whole bunch of other things because you're just talking about bees. But I think it really helps people to understand that we're human beings and we have hobbies and we have things that we're interested in. And if we're interesting and interested in you, hey, those are great relationships, whether they turn into a sale or not because they always lead to something else down the road, always. 100%, man, there was some crazy good wisdom <laughs> in there. I hope you're taking notes, I know I am. Um, one thing that stands out to me is like, the first letter of the podcast is P, and that's personal. And so personal branding is so essential in today's day and age, because we're all on Zoom, we're all faces on a screen, and people need to know that you are a real person, you've got interests you've got hobbies and like standing out as a beekeeper like how many beekeepers <laughs> do i know i don't know one now and so like that's huge i love that well technically you told me you know too because your great grandpa was a beekeeper so it's true it's it's like in your blood so maybe jaron we should get you beekeeping someday hey there we go let's let's go let's keep them through the canadian winter <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> it's a little better than wisconsin <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. So you've accomplished a lot. Obviously, you've got several businesses under your belt. Mm -hmm. What has been the secret to hitting goals in your life? That's a great question. And not one that, that many people have asked me. I think, I think goal setting is extremely important. Um, but I think for me, when it comes to goal setting, it's, it's about the resilience, right? Goals, goals are words on a sheet of paper that you're declaring to yourself and maybe sharing with others, right? And if you're doing smart goals, right, where it's uh, simple, measurable, uh, realistic, accountable, and time-sensitive, right? If you're doing those things, whatever your acronym is for SMART or whatever your acronym is for writing goals, at the end of the day, 
if you're not building a plan to achieve those goals and then executing with discipline, and I say discipline rather than motivation, it probably won't come to fruition. Um, and then not only discipline, like if you run a disciplined life, you're still going to hit walls. And so you have to continue to understand that resiliency is such a critical factor to success. Um, especially in this day and age where, where, yeah, opportunities available to be successful, especially with the age of the internet, everybody's, everybody has access to information, all of that stuff at different varying levels. But at the end of the day, everybody who has success, however they are defining, however they're defining it, they're boiling it down to discipline, which is I'm regularly doing, executing the plan. And when I hit the roadblocks, I'm still having resilience, AKA just because there's a dip or a slump doesn't mean I'm stopping doing what I need to do. You, you know, they're pivoting, they're shifting, or they're continuing to move. It's when, it's when individuals or organizations slow to a stop that all of a sudden they're static again. And that momentum and that mentality of like drive and movement and discipline all of a sudden goes away, that all of a sudden they, it's like going down a rabbit hole and all of a sudden you're at the bottom of a rabbit hole and now you got to get back up top. It's way harder to do that than if you just keep moving, even if sometimes that movement doesn't seem like it's getting anywhere, right? Um, when we work with uh, clients and business clients, we, we talk about, you know, in, in a colony of bees, for example, that colony, right? They're building out comb. That hive takes, typically, if they're building out a, a traditional hive to build like three deeps or in a bee pod system, to fit, it takes two years for them to build out enough comb to fill that hive because it's just a box, but that's two years. I mean, and keep in mind when that colony is at full size, you're talking anywhere from 30,000 to 60,000 bees. And all of those bees are working together to build out a whole comb. Now, if you think about the, the volume of that, all of those little bees are working constantly and they're working as a team and they're working as a unit and they all have the same goal and they're rowing in the same direction, but they hit hurdles, right? Like, hey, it's raining for a week and a half. We can't go outside and get food, right? Or, hey, it's winter. We have to go into torpor and find a way to survive. Or, hey, there's no food out there. What are we going to do? And they find ways to adapt and overcome, but they still continue to work. At it. So when we talk about using bees to explain this to different people, it begins to make sense. And the other analogy I often use is like, hey, you've got a 500 gallon clear jump of water on the stage and all you're doing every day is dropping one drop of blue dye in it. You're not gonna notice the change, but I promise you over the course of time, when you look back on it, you're gonna begin to realize, wow, look at, look at how far we've actually come. So, so when it comes to goal setting, at the end of the day, you're executing daily with discipline. And you, you build that resiliency muscle when you hit those slumps and you just keep going and it's okay. Hey, it's okay. If you take a break too, right? Like I want to, I think there's a lot of times where, where I get caught in this realm of like, I got to keep going. 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 But then I have, I have mentors and I have people go, Hey, Brad, it's okay to take the weekend off, right? Like <laughs> it's okay to take a break. Your brain sounds like it needs a break. Maybe you should give it a break. So, but that doesn't mean that's like, for me, that's the part of discipline I haven't figured out yet is how to place those breaks for my mental well-being to 
be able to then re-up re it the next time, the next day, right? Like that's a learning lesson that I'm going through straight up. Man, I love that. That is some ninja level stuff. It really is. Uh, one thing that stands out to me is 90% uh, of people are willing to start a new opportunity. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think it's only like the top 10% that actually complete the opportunity to the point where it, it turns into something. Yep. So that's huge. And then another thing that stands out is if anyone out there has read The Dip by Seth Godin, that's such an easy read, and mm -hmm. but it's such a gem. And it he, is. Really, he really talks about what, what Brad was talking about, how when you're going through the thick of it, which he calls The Dip, uh, you feel like it's not worth it. It's not working. You should give up, start something new. But really, if you have the resilience to push through that dip, then you join an elite group of people that is actually good at what they do and love making an impact. And so that is yeah. huge. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you, Jaren. That is a great book. I totally forgot about that book. I read that a while ago, but no, Seth, hey, Seth's been doing this way longer than I have. Um, I mean, the wisdom from reading books like that, especially if you're struggling to find that group of people where, where you really you really do become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, if you struggle to find that group of peers that are like living around you right now, books, books like from Seth Godin, from all of those people. I mean, find the successful people who are doing it right now or have done it, right? Um, I'm still a fan of, of this book, right? This is still one of my favorite books and I keep it, How to Win Friends and Influence People, right? Still, I think, and, and I could be wrong based on when you're listening to this, but the last time I checked, this is still the second most sold book in history, right behind the Bible. So it must be doing something right still. That's all I'm going to say. So for those of you listening, this is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carter. Uh, just because I, I, uh, I think you really need to surround yourself with people too who are, who are going down the same path or have been down the same path. Follow the wisdom from like people like Seth. Brilliant Amazing. dude. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Seth is a ninja in the industry. Speaking mm -hmm. of ninjas, what is one black belt level tip you would give yourself if you had to start your company over tomorrow? Ooh. In this day and age, I, I mean, in any age. Um, and you and I were talking to this prior, prior to beginning this recording was, going back to basics, right? Like the basics work. There's, <laughs> and, and I think, I think often, and you talked about it, people jump from one opportunity to the next. I think we do the same thing. Even I've done it right. Where you, where you're like, Hey, there's this new thing, right? Like I've had to hold myself back from going on things like, uh, what's that new one? clubhouse, right? Like clubhouse is the new thing. From, from like a social media standpoint, everybody's like clubhouse. And it was the same thing like with TikTok or with Snapchat. And, and I think the toughest thing to do is to stick to the basics, build cadence, build that discipline and then layer it. I, I, I remember early on when, when building businesses, our whole thing was built around build relationships, make the sale, under promise, over deliver, get the referral and layer it. And it, and it was 
And that's all we did. Like that's all I did for the first five years of my entrepreneurial career with every single business that we touched. And those were the basics. And then nail it down, right? If you're doing sales, what's the language? Build the process. And we still do a bunch of sales coaching like that with clients. And, and the thing is, is that if you're not doing the basics, odds are you're just distracted unless you're one of the people who all of a sudden hit the right switch and hit the lottery, which it does happen, right? You, you get the right viral video and all of a sudden it takes off and you're like, great, we're making money. But then the challenge with that is everybody chases that rather than sticking with the basics. They all go, well, how do I create the viral video, right? Like we, with B-Pods, right? There's one of the, from a competition standpoint, Flowhive, they did a viral campaign. They did, they did the, the uh, Kickstarter campaign and they had, they had like a model, a, a path that they followed that worked for them. But then everybody I talked to was like, hey, B-Pods, why don't you follow the same thing? I'm like, because they, they put it together. They had a process that worked. The minute I start trying to do exactly that same thing right now is the minute we get away from what we're really good at, and that's building relationships and building solutions using bees as the vehicle, rather than trying to chase somebody else's path and model that it just doesn't work for mo most of the time. I mean, you can model and hack what other people are doing, but you should still stick to the basics that have worked for you and continue to follow that while you're layering that on top. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing. I love that. And to quote another legend, Bruce Lee, I would rather be the man that knows one punch and does it 10,000 times than the man that knows 10,000 different kicks. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Mm -hmm. That's Huge. awesome. That's a great quote. I haven't heard a Bruce Lee quote in a while. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Tribute to the master. All right. So how can our guests find you if they want to learn more about B-Pods? Sure. Um, so for, for those of you out there who are running businesses, if you're listening to this, uh, you can go to bpods.com. Um, but we are actually putting together an offer and I'll make sure you get that, Jaren, so that you can drop it in the show notes. Uh, and that'll be uh, business.bpods.com. And you'll go there and you'll be able to see the offering that we put together for our business clients who are really trying to find a way to uh, contribute to sustainability and the ecosystem, uh, as well as get some business benefit out of it for their business, whether that's through marketing and PR or doing some workshops and team building and leadership development for their corporate you know, campus. Um, we do all of those things. So we walk you through that. We've got some case studies. It's been really fun doing it because uh, I, I always love seeing people's faces for the first time when they pick up a bar of bees and they're not wearing a veil. And they're just, they're amazed at it because they're like, I'm holding bees and these things are supposed to sting me and they're not. Um, it's, it's actually a really cool experience. And when you're talking about a lot of the stuff we talked about today, uh, beekeeping has taught me how to like conceptualize it in reality more than it has. Um, like we talk a lot about the mental stuff, but we as human beings like to see it happen for us. And that's where, where when we work with our business clients, um, the bees tend to be the vehicle for them to understand that they can do it in that instant. And then they build the courage to work on it outside of working with the bees. So it's really cool, cool experience. <laughs> I love it. Again, that was bpods.com and that'll be in the 
show notes as well, as well as that updated link that uh, Brad's going to shoot over. And hey guys, this has been Jaren today. If you guys are wanting more leads or more appointments, we know the ultimate ways to gain credibility and that is with the power of PR. If that sounds interesting to you, be sure to hit up thelootguy.com. And Brad, my man, it has been a blast having you on the show. Likewise, thanks for having me, Jaren. My pleasure. All right, everybody. This has been the Business Talk with Luke Guy and Team Show, and I'll talk to you next time.